Looking to reduce your energy bills? Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers with a wide range of renewable energy products including solar PV, battery storage and air source heat pumps we offer bespoke solutions for a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation available until 30th September 2023 The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy For the best customer service call 0800 Let's go. Good evening, hope you're all well. This is Paul Cooney with Mark Guidi, Scotland's number one pundit. And one of the men of the moment, Craig Moore, is smiling and with us, the former Rangers and Australian star. And, uh, well, all chat is about whose name is going on the manager's door at Ibrox. Is it going to be Kevin Muscat or Philippe Clement? Or is there a wildcard choice still to emerge? Probably in the next... What do you think, Mark? When are we going to know who the new manager is to succeed Michael Beale? Uh, I would say, Paul, probably by this time on Thursday, Friday at the very latest, and that would give the, the, the new manager you know, a full weekend to, to get settled, to, to come over here, and then to get to work on, uh, on Monday morning ahead of the game against him. I think pretty much all the talking has been done. Pretty much all the interview process has, has taken place. It's now a case of the Rangers hierarchy going through in great detail what they've listened to, what they've heard, what they've picked up from outside sources. And I agree with you, Paul. It appears to be down to Kevin Muscat and Philippe Clement. I would make Muscat slight favourite at the moment. And if anything did go wrong, anything unforeseen with those two candidates, I think Derek McInnes then becomes a manager. They've both been winners, Craig. You did say immediately last week, and we know it, you know Kevin Muscat, you're close to him, um, but you were really objective last week. Uh, Philippe Clement's name's come in as well, so we know for elsewhere that Graham Souness was involved in the process, Frank Lampard was in, in London they met down there, John Bennett's been there, James Bisgrove, uh, Graham Park. Uh, there have been interviews, uh, but he was then eliminated on Friday. So it was down to the big two. Last night, Barry was saying, well, could there be someone else who would come in? What's your gut feeling at the moment? What do you think is going to happen in the next 48, 72 hours? Look, I, I can't really uh, disagree in terms of what's what's been out there. And, and, and again, what Mark touches on there, it seems as if, I mean, Kevin Musker has been obviously in the media from, from day dot yeah. since Michael mm. Beale, um lost his job. Mm. Uh, and then in the last couple of days, uh, Philip. Clement uh, yep. has um, been gaining uh, a lot of uh, positivity in the, in the media as well. Uh, you know, recently come away from Monaco, a decent managerial career in Belgium with, with, with Genk and uh, Bruges. Uh, and they, they for me, Paul, definitely seem to be the most uh, genuine uh, and, and, and live candidates. Um, the semi-finals might have been played. We might be moving closer yeah. to a final. Uh, in regards to uh, where Rangers are within uh, their process. Uh, but you're, you're right, uh, Mark. I think that in terms of preparation for uh, the Hibs game is, is something that I think Rangers are, are mindful of. And have been, you know, again, from all, all reports, very, very thorough in, in terms of how they've conducted uh, their business. So I don't think it's a million miles away from uh, decision time. Uh, and, and probably by the end of the week, I think, is a fair summary of... of, of uh, where where it's probably at and, and when decisions will be made. Mark, they need to try. Well, they need, they'll always try to get it right. They need to get this right. And can you remember seeing a Rangers team 
in the state that it's in at the moment. The lack of confidence, the the uh, performance in Limassol, mm. they won at the weekend then, but it, maybe not convincingly. Although three yeah. three nil uh, against St Mirren, so they need to get it right. They need, to, but they, they can't. So they can't take their time, though, can they? They have to move, and they are moving quickly. Yeah, I mean, I think um, since Michael Beale, the, the parted company, Michael Beale, they've kind of done everything that they can do, Paul, to get to the stage where they appoint a new manager. They've had a couple of conversations with other people um, who then are no longer um, in the running. And I think we're down to, uh, we're down to two. Um, and yeah, there's a lot there's a lot of work to be done. The, the defeat and the manner of the defeat to Aris last uh, Thursday night was absolutely unacceptable. I mean, it really was. But over the, the, the peace, Paul, since um, Rangers lost to Celtic on September the 3rd, I've I've not seen the Rangers fans as angry in a long, long time. I mean, many, 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 many years. Um, even angry when the team was winning under Michael Beale. So they're not having many of the current players at the moment. They certainly weren't having the, the previous manager. But what the new manager has to do, Paul, is very quickly hit the ground running to get the Rangers fans on side. He has to get a tune out of these players. And there needs to be a budget for him. Because the current squad, regardless of how much the new manager can improve them, they're not going to be better than Celtic. So they're up against a formidable force. And that's always been the problem. Going way back to Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, to Matt Warburton, to Stephen Gerrard, eventually won a title after year three, and then Michael Beale. They're up against a formidable force who are tens of millions of pounds ahead of them, financially, tens and tens and tens and tens of millions, and right now have a better squad and if you look at it, I think Rangers out of the last, what, seven or eight old firm games have only managed to win one or two. Yeah. So there's a big, big job for the new guy to come in. But what a terrific opportunity for, for someone, whether it be Kevin Muscat or Philip Clement. Personally, I think it's going to be Muscat. I can see more sense in it being Kevin Muscat. Um, and he's just going to have to get in and get his teeth right into it. Mm get a tune out these players quickly and a, a chance to win a trophy Paul within two yeah. months both yeah. have won trophies haven't they yeah in the J League obviously for Kevin Muscat mm -hmm. which is difficult on a smaller budget is it six or seven so you know I, they're, they're not the biggest team in Japan mm -hmm. but he, he won a title yeah yeah, yeah he's, won, he's won a title he won the, the the Super Cup which was the first time the club's ever achieved that mm -hmm. this season he's in the semi-final he's got a game tomorrow night uh, first leg of the semi-final um, against Urua uh, Busy week for him. He's, he's four yeah. points off top of the table. Uh, so look, he's in there. But again, obviously uh, Clement as well uh, yeah. has, has had success in, in Belgium, okay. like like you touch on. Yeah. Uh, interesting, Paul. Belgium system in terms of you know how we have a split here, mm -hmm. or they have a championships playoff, and and at that stage of their competition, they play each other uh, home and away. But what points they currently have is halved. Um, so yeah, which is weird. The, 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 so if you say, for example, you finished in the top six, you're on fifty points. Yeah, you're now on twenty five points, and they play each other home and away. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a weird way of uh, getting to the to, to the winner. <laughs> Professor Guidi, uh, can you help us with this? One? It, it, Absolutely not. <laughs> but the thing is, just going yeah. on to the so the, the European managers, yeah. right? Um, Dick Avocat, huge success. Yep. Uh, some people argue that he had a lot of money to spend. Mm -hmm. He yeah. did, but he good knew, manager, he, though, he, as you know, knew exactly so. what he wanted. Um, made a, a brave decision uh, and the right decision in promoting Barry Ferguson to captain of the football club. Uh, people know how, how great Barry Ferguson turned out. Um, and he also knew when the time was to, to step away. 
were speaking off air in terms of the the succession, the, the training ground. That was a big, big push from from Dick Avocat. Was it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember yeah. the old days, the bus to and from Ibrox, sweating, not great. Going training steps ground and different things. Yeah, up top, to steps. Top setup. Obviously, advised the club to to bring in Alex McLeish. Yeah. I was I was covering it a lot in those days for radio and TV, yeah. and you would check where it was. Was it in the south side, you know, or were you in the west oh, end? Jordan Hill, exactly. Uh, well, honestly, we would chase sorts, chase you around to get yeah, the, yeah, the pictures. Yeah. Oh, Cleaning the dogs, uh, the dogs yeah. getting the dogs off the pitches and all that cricket grounds. But no, nah, good good old days, Matt. Yeah, sure. But but, so but leaning lean yeah. back in. So then you've had Cashini, you've had mm-hmm. uh, Le Guin. Disasters. Uh, I'm not saying that Clement is going to be a disaster, but the the European track record um, of managers at the club is, is you would say, is not amazing. Um, and I still say, and again, it's not being biased. Trust me. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Kevin Musket opens up um, a market that we haven't we haven't even uh, sorry Celtic have mm-hmm. Rangers haven't touched on that market. Right now, I think a lot of people now Rangers supporters are going. That's a great market. Um, there, there, there is still a lot of talent out in that area. Uh, the, the business or the player trading model makes a lot of sense. This is this is a market that Kevin can bring that Philip Clement doesn't probably have on his side. You know, Europe, European football in Europe transfers are big for players. Oh, they're massive, aren't they? And of course, with the money from Saudi now, it, it's, it's a route that's worked for Celtic. Could that work for Kevin Musket or would that go against them that Rangers fans say we don't want to copy the previous Celtic manager Paul whatever it takes to bring in better players than what they've got what they've got yeah. isn't going to win your league it's not going to get anywhere close to it so they need to improve what he has but ultimately there'll, there'll be natural wastage um, there they'll, they'll try and move out the club um, in January to, and bring in new players but part of the reason why I give Kevin Muscat the edge for me as well is, is you know, the point that Oz makes there in terms of you know European managers coming in the last two like Gwen and Cassini it's no what. I think when you're at Celtic and Rangers, particularly um, when you're chasing, when you're the club that's chasing, when you're the club that, you know, let's... Rangers have won two trophies in a decade. Celtic have won, I don't know, 20 trophies in a decade. So it's a hell of a job that this new guy's up against. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst couldn't get the better of Celtic. Michael Beale couldn't get the better of Celtic. But I think Kevin Muscat, part of the attraction for me with him is he gets it. And I was only here for a brief spell, a couple of years, but he gets it. He's that kind of character, that mentality. He gets it. He knows what's required. He knows the mentality of the, the Glasgow, the West of Scotland, the Rangers supporters. Um, he, I think as well, he'll, he is and he will be even more so media savvy. I think Michael Beale was just all over the place yeah. in front of the media. Mixed messages, talking nonsense, etc., etc. I don't think you'll get that from Musket. It'll be very clear, very concise, and players will know what they'll have to do. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700, lots of calls coming in, but it could be you tonight. Give us a call now, the Rangers fans. Well, it's all they're talking about. Peter in Mercantile Chambers this morning said, uh, I heard Barry mentioning uh, Nigel Pearson yeah. last night. He wasn't too keen in that. Everyone's got a view, haven't they? That's kind of uh, old school. Yeah. What about Derek McInnes? Is he in the conversation? And if not, why yeah. not? Or is it too late now? Or could he be the left field candidate that yeah. might suddenly come in? Yeah. He, he, he is in the conversation Paul with the Rangers hierarchy his name has been mentioned he's been spoken about um, but I think he's a fallback option and I'm nothing against Derek for me I think Derek's as good a candidate as anybody given the current circumstances but at the moment from the intelligence that they're gathering I think Kevin Muscat is just just a nudge ahead of Philippe Clement and if anything had to go wrong with either of those candidates I think it then becomes Derek McInnes Yeah Matt 
spot on. I think Derek McInnes is, uh, you know, shown exactly what he's capable uh, of here in Scotland for for many years now. Um, certainly known to everybody, uh, and I'm sure even at the at the football club. Uh, but I agree with Mark. I think that he's more someone that um, they understand is here, um, and if in need, I'm I'm pretty sure Derek McInnes. Uh, would step into that role no problem at all but I think it would be if other things fell over 0808 17 17 700 Paul Cooney with the Australian and I'm saying that because Kevin Muscat's in there and he is you know clo- you're close with him mm-hmm. but you've given a very fair assessment um, you'd a, fair kind, a fair kind of guy Paul especially you know? last week I, I think you were fairer last week tonight you painted the European scene we'll, we'll make sure we balance that up as well I mean someone's on here uh, Jack saying what about Stevie Clark now we know we don't think he fancies um, club football in Scotland but he is an outstanding manager um, yeah. he had a great track record in England I know and look who he worked with but he did well at West Brom for a time mm. Mark uh, are you surprised that, or has he just made it known he, it's, he, he wouldn't want to manage Rangers or Celtic? Well, he had a very uh, public go at Rangers or the, the, yeah. the Rangers supporters um, when he was manager of Kilmarnock. Yeah. When they, and listen, 100%. The Rangers job would have been his if he wanted it prior to Stephen Jenner. That's a fact. Really? And he right. chose he chose not to take it. Um, but that is a fact, 100%. Um, I think now he's very settled with Scotland. I don't think he would walk out in, in, in his country, you know, for any job, Paul, to be perfectly honest. Um uh, given where Scotland are just now and what's coming up and what's potentially and hopefully there uh, for the whole country um, next summer. So I think it's been a really good fit for him. Um, another time, uh, had there not been the previous with the Rangers supporters and Steve Clark, I'm sure he'd be, he, he, well, he should be the kind of guy that the Rangers hierarchy were looking at, but I think that ship uh, has sailed and he's very content where he is. All right, we'll talk about the current Rangers team because they're shot of confidence. And isn't it interesting with all these new signings in the last year, especially over the spring and summer, they got the signings in early. The Rangers fans were so positive and why not? But it hasn't worked out so far. But with Zach Lovelace coming in, injured, um, Ross McCausland. I mean, if that's not a wake-up call to the players who've come in and big money, then nothing will be. Yeah, I mean, so again, the, the result against St Mirren was hugely important. The sending off of strain certainly helps. Um, you know, Tavernier, who's taken a lot of flack, gets a couple of goals. Um, but certainly the talking point in terms of the performances goes to uh, Zach Lovelace, who picked up, a, a looked like a sore one, a hamstring, a explosive type, uh, type of player. So I was absolutely gutted for the lad because he looked extremely positive in the match. Yeah wanted to be nice and direct go forward and then McCausland who also comes on and shows as if he's um, you know got a little bit about him as well good awareness for I think it was a, a, a header down to Raskin that gets a shot off he probably should score so there was a brightness uh, and, and again we've we all say right young players will make mistakes Paul but they'll never let you down mm-hmm. they'll never let you down because they just want to go out and give it their absolute all and they're desperate for that opportunity it's about knowing when to give them the opportunity. I think going into this game, Rangers were rock bottom. It was the right time to introduce some um, some freshness, and the young boys, the young boys, done great. And, and let's not forget Bailey Rice as well, who is going to be a, a, a very good player. Look, you can't put them all in at the same time. But you need to show that you're willing to give youth an opportunity. Okay. That could be a damning indictment on anyone who goes out for any club with experience and doesn't give 
absolutely everything and has that been the case or have they just not settled too many of the players I'm sure we'll come back on that we will there's lots of calls coming in 0808 17 17 700 I was about to say what about Celtic still 7 points clear Hatate on top form probably man of the match and what about Liam Scales let's go on the line Reagan is on a big Scotland fan and a big Celtic fan good evening Reagan. oh it's good to be on thank you for having me good to hear you what's in your mind tonight I want to talk about Scotland Paul okay can I just ask you first of all? Um, what did you make? What do you make of Liam Scales? I think he's been great, Paul. I think he's been brilliant. Um, I think he's showed his class. I think sometimes the football Craig will know this as well. Sometimes when they're not getting football, um, a lot of people expected them to go to Aberdeen yeah. during the summer, and see when he's not got that chance. Uh, I think it's probably benefited them that that Carter Vickers actually got injured because Paul. He, he would be at Aberdeen right now. And I think it's beneficial for Brendan Rodgers. When I was listening to the show last night, I heard Brendan Rodgers saying it was the biggest surprise of his, his time as a manager that he's, he's managed to see Liam Scales. So it just shows you that if you actually, um, if you put that faith into a player, then he can repay you because I think that's what Liam Scales has done. And I don't know what yeah. you guys think, but I definitely think he's their first picking that team sheet for the centre back along with uh, Vickers. Mm-hmm. Because for me, I think he's done really well when he's st- stepped into Celtic Park. He sure because... has. Yeah, yeah. He's he's, he's made the the left central um, <clears throat> defensive side his own. Um, Is that his now? Do you think? Absolutely. At the moment, Paul. Yeah, he's the number one guy in possession. Carter Vickers natural left right sided, and and Liam Skills natural left sided. You're right as well. Uh, Regan uh, Barry Robson had conversations with Brendan Rodgers he thought he was getting him he was told he'd have to have to wait and of course Carol Starfelt got sold as one of two injuries and all of a sudden Liam Scales is, is thrown in when he's not expecting to be thrown in and Brendan Rodgers certainly isn't expected to be picking him but wonderful honesty from, from Brendan Rodgers in his post-match interviews at the weekend he just said one of the biggest surprises in my coaching career so what a credit uh, to Liam Scales I think this is his third season at Celtic now and he'll probably be next in line to get a new contract and it'll be well deserved for him. Yeah, no, he's yeah, he's for me, Reagan. So my my thoughts on on, on uh, scales as well is the opportunity that was given to him. Um, now, yeah, it might have been forced or by default. He's absolutely grabbed it with with both hands, and 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 I love nothing more because you know what in 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 football. Every now and then, you you know, as a young player or you're not really established, you get an opportunity, and it's about coming in and making the biggest impact that you possibly can. And Scales, Scales has done that. He, he plays with a real honesty and a, a real desire to um, to do well for his team. He looks a good team player. I think he's experiencing something quite special in regards to the way that Brendan Rodgers, um, you know, the, the the feedback that Brendan Rodgers has given to, to us, to the media. Um, there's trust there now. And I, and I can tell you right now, I went through something similar when I was younger with Dick Avocat, and it's special. It's special. So what Liam Scales is going through right now and what Brendan has given him, um, I think is going to set him up to, to have a, a wonderful, a wonderful mm. career. And he's absolutely deserved it because, you know, it just goes to show you in terms of football, keep your head down, keep working hard, stay honest um, and grab that opportunity when you get it. He's done all of that. And Reagan, when you threw it there to Craig, you reminded me of Craig because the first time round at Rangers, wasn't it, Mark? It didn't work for you yeah. as well as it did. You went down south. Yep. You came back and then you played how many games? How many caps? Um, athletic. You could read the game. 
a brilliant central defender. So, yeah, interesting times watch for that one. We'll talk more Celtic soon, but Reagan, so Thursday, Seville, they've taken us down to the south of Spain, Andalusia, and they've done that for a reason, haven't they, to make it difficult for us. What are you feeling? Yeah, I mean, I just hope that uh, Scotland can do well. I know that uh, Tierney's going to be a big blow for us, yeah. Paul. I know you spoke about that on the show, but, uh, previous shows, but no, I, I think um, in terms of Scotland, I know the Scottish clubs have not got a good record in uh, Seville with no. Celtic and Rangers both getting beaten in Seville uh, previous as well. So hopefully Scotland can do well on Thursday night. Obviously, I'm hoping that Cyprus can do something against Norway. So we don't need to bother, but yeah, I'm just hoping that we can do well. And I heard you, um, you talked last night about uh, uh, Ferguson. I, hope, I think Ferguson would be a good move to put in um, because he's playing well in uh, Bologna at the moment, Paul. And obviously, um, Scotland have got some midfield issues as well. But I think we've got, I think we've got a really good squad, um, and I hope that. Um, Steve Clark can set the team up properly because I think he's the best man for us to get something from the game. Yeah. And, and, and I'm going to say, I'm going to say 1-1, Paul. I think we can wow. get something from the game. Wow. <laughs> and then we're definitely through then. It'll be yeah. some party. What do you think, Mark? Oh, I, I don't agree with Regan in terms uh, of the result. I, I can't. I can't, regardless of how much oh, I want it to on, happen. Exactly. <laughs> I think we'll need to wait. I think we'll need to wait till Sunday. We've got Scott McTominay. Yeah, we've yeah. brilliant. Anyway, two goals coming off the bench and scoring uh, two two goals. Uh, the, the the point about um, Lewis Ferguson, I, mean, I noticed Thiago Mota, you know, refusing to you know speak publicly anymore about because he doesn't want to attract any more attention yeah. to him. Too late. Uh, he's bossed the game, yeah, in, in the San Siro. Juventus are talking yeah. about paying anything between fifteen and twenty million quid. Um, for him, I wonder if Aberdeen are on a, a sell on. I hope they are uh, from that. So yeah, he's be, he's been brilliant. Uh, I've not spoke to Lewis this season. Spoke to him last season, and the thing I loved about it was just embracing life, embracing the culture, working hard, learning the language, doing everything. And a change of manager. Remember, it wasn't yeah. Thiago Mota that signed him. So he had to go and impress a new manager. Mota knows his stuff, knows the game inside out, and he absolutely loves. Uh, Lewis Ferguson so it's just wonderful to see um, a Scottish player doing so well that said I don't know where he starts I don't know where you find a place for him and they're starting to live in it at the moment Craig would you get mm. Reagan in for the team talk because 1-1 one, one, not important yeah. who would have thought we would have beaten them OK, I know yeah. it was at Hamden and down in Seville. I mean, I remember being there with Scotland years ago. Jock Steen, the late, great Jock Steen was the manager. And I remember Scotland were pelted with oranges uh, yeah. during the game. So they're so passionate. They were, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I know Seville, but they genuinely yeah. were. Craig, what do you reckon? Could we squeeze a draw? Very, very difficult. Look, it's going to have to be some team talk. The preparation, uh, absolutely crucial. And, and Scotland will need to be at their, their very, very best and stay nice and compact um, look, you look at Spain's form coming into this match, uh, 7-1, 6-0. Uh, conditions yeah. might be red hot, but I'll tell you what, so so are they in terms of their form coming into this match. It's going to be a tough one for Scotland, no doubt about that. But again, I think it's an opportunity to to find out about the group even more. Mm. Uh, I, I do agree, Mark. I think it's going to be Sunday before uh, the celebrations kick in. Uh, but very, very tough ass. Spain will be very good. Great call to kick off. Thank you, Regan. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. They pride themselves on honesty, integrity, quality and workmanship. Let's go! 
Craig Moore's been out walking, so you're, you're looking pretty fit, fit feeling food, good. Fit, 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 plenty of food. Your phone's non stop <laughs> tonight. What's happening? Transfer charge calls from Australia and what stuff time like is in Japan? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. Plus, ideas. Family all well, of course. So, yeah. Do you not miss it, though, the weather in Australia? Here uh, in no, the autumn, we're, no. we're not trying to get him to go back there, nah. are we? Yeah, yeah. Nah, I love nah. it. I love, love, I love it, yeah. it here. Yeah. Although I do, I do miss my kids very, very much who, who are in Australia. Yeah, but you'll speak to them at Christmas. Ah. <laughs> I'm kidding. You're a great <laughs> family day, man. Every day, Mark. Just looking forward to Scotland. We were talking with Reagan just before the break. There, yeah. It's like, yeah, we, we go in with no great expectations. Yeah, but you know. They want to hold on to the fact that we've got maximum points. Aye. That's unbelievable position. Aye, it, it, yeah. It's great, you know, you know, to, to even to come away, obviously, with, with a point would just be nice in the cake. But the great thing is, Paul, we, we've given us, because we've had such a brilliant start, we're giving, themselves, we're giving ourselves a wee bit of room for manoeuvre, that bit of leeway where we, we can afford to lose um, on, on Thursday. And even if Spain can't do us a turn on, um, on Sunday, then we go to Georgia next month and we'll get the job done over there. Listen, I don't want it to get to Hamden, the no, last game sure. at home in Norway. I really don't, you know, I mean, what, what an occasion it would be and what a party if, if you know, we, we get it done that night. But I'd much rather it was done before. I think it's going to be Sunday, Paul. I think Spain, you know, I hope I'm wrong. I think Spain will beat us on Thursday, but they'll do us a turn on, on, on Sunday. And that's it, job done. And what a credit to, to Steve Clarton and, and the squad. Absolutely phenomenal. Look at what Steve Clarton inherited, you know, in terms of the squad. Uh, the fans had switched off. Yeah. You know, we were playing at Hamden in front of nineteen, twenty thousand. Look at now, you can't get a ticket for loving the money. Um, and being at Germany next summer, was it's been at a World Cup? He played there for Australia in two thousand. What a country to oh. go and have a major tournament and really, really exciting. Paul. He played for Borussia Mönchengladbach. Yeah, which well, he always tells yeah. us a mouthful. Yeah. That isn't not it? quite yeah. as often as yeah. Alan McInally used to yeah. say. I played at uh, Mönchengladbach. Mm, right. yeah. Over to see him. I spent a couple yeah. of days with him yeah. in Mönchengladbach. We yeah. think was your manager, was, Casey yeah. Keller, was it with the goal? Casey Keller, yeah, yeah, the American, the American in goals. Yeah, like it. Where else would you hear that in a football show? The Yankee Doodle Dandy. Is that how you could describe Angus Gunn, the big goalkeeper? Angus Gunn. You know, didn't expect at the start of the campaign to be the number one, but yeah, he's been asked, you know, wanting to win. Of course we do. He was asked about that. Could we possibly win the group? That would be amazing if we did, yeah. I think, um, you know, obviously we put ourselves in a, in a really strong position to win the group. Um, so, yeah, from, from from our point of view, why not? Um, you know, I think, you know, so far, you know, 100% record. Um, obviously, we go away to the, to the put-on team now. Uh, it's going to be difficult, but I think if we can hold our own, uh, and get a positive result over there, then then um, that'll put us in an unbelievable position, yeah. And of course, John Carver spoke yesterday, and I loved the way he spoke about it. He wasn't happy with the criticism of Scotland after the last game. Well, I've got to be honest, I didn't like it. I thought it was disrespectful, but, you know, it was their prerogative to say whatever they want to say. Whether they wanted to use that as an excuse, I don't know. But as far as I'm concerned, it, it agitated me. Um, and I'm sure it would have got to some of the players but there's a long time gone since then, and it's about being professional and having a clear head going into these into this game. So I, I don't think it'll be a distraction. Mark, strong stuff. He wasn't happy with Rodri, was yeah, he? Yeah, I, I, I like John Carver. Uh -huh. You know, I, I like his his pressers. He always you know, usually does them at the start of the week. Gives Steve Clark a bit of breathing space. And I think you know, even though obviously he's not Scottish, I think he represents the country well. And I think you could tell he's got he's, he's got the buck. You know. Of, Spent a bit of time with him at golf days and stuff, and he really loves his job. He loves the Scottish people, 
Um, and you know he feels uh, very very privileged to be working here and working with Steve Clark. Um, I don't think it'll be a distraction Thursday night but I think if anything it might be a distraction for Spain they might be too keen to win and that might be something we can take advantage of but um, no I think the Scotland players will be uh, fully focused and um, I, th- I think we've I repeat I don't think we're going to win unfortunately but we'll make a game of it Paul we're not going over there to be, to, to be losing heavily that's for sure yeah. but, but that's when Rodri was saying it was like horrible football yeah yeah, yeah. that's right <laughs> yeah I'm 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 actually a little bit surprised in terms of uh, yeah. John coming out because you know what there's actually nothing better, right, than actually bothering a team that much and still getting the result that you needed and wanted. For me, that's great. That that yeah. is great, and I think you can play on that. But um, look, I mean, Spain Spain are in really really good sure. form, and it's going to be a tough game. But I just think that. Uh, for Scotland, there's absolutely nothing to lose in this match. Um, Stephen Stephen Clark's done a fantastic job. I think the, the the job that he's done in terms of the way he's introduced players into a squad that's very very hard to get into, and when he's actually done it, you know. So you talk about Angus Gunn and all that sort of stuff come in time of need. He's never ever looked back. Right, Porteous coming in. All right, Porteous. Yeah. Or, you know, like all of a sudden he looks as if he's matured uh, and 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 be, become a much improved. A player as well. You look at what McTominay can deliver. It just like those two. It's hard to get into the squad, right? And this is a question I want to ask you, Mark, and potentially listeners out there. Who else can find their way sneak into this team? Scotland qualify, right? Okay, we can't get too excited. It's, uh, this is me saying it, right? Mm-hmm. I think they can qualify. Who? Can break into that squad that currently isn't isn't in there. Good question. Yeah. Um, well, I, I don't know enough about Ellie Anderson, but obviously if you're playing for Newcastle, there's a bit of quality. That said, I don't think he should be able to, to mess us about. I think we're too good to be messed about now. We don't need to go begging for players anymore. The only so Ellie Anderson for sure. But the one guy I think if we do get to Germany who will be in the squad is Ben Doak at Liverpool. I think Ben Doak will force his way into the squad. That is a good answer. Because yeah. Elliot doesn't look as though he's coming. Nobody knows for sure, yeah. but yeah. it looks as though he's maybe going to go England, doesn't he? And, yeah. what, and Ryan, Ryan Gold, yeah. is he completely off the, the, the table? I don't know. He's having an unbelievable yeah. time yeah. of it. Sure. In the, yeah. 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 Is it Vancouver? Is it Van- yeah. No, yeah, is it I think Vancouver? so. But he's flying. I think his time's coming. Yeah. Might be wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I, I might be wrong. The other one would be Craig Gordon and just see what happens to the goalkeeper. Sure. Yes. talking about Angus Gung. If Craig Gordon gets policy, yeah. yeah. But he's been amazing. Of course yeah. he has. Um, Ryan Jack pulled out yesterday with injury and it leads us on to the question of uh, Lewis Ferguson. So, is Ryan Jack, is someone going to be brought in? No, I think we're just going to leave it as it is. You know, we, we, we Steve picked the squad and we had an idea that Ryan had an issue and we were quite comfortable with what we had. You know, there's guys waiting in the in the wings to come in. And, I, and, and I'll touch on Lewis Ferguson in particular because of how well he's done in Italy and Bologna. He's had a great season. He had a good season last year. You can see him developing physically, mentally, and, and you know, I think he captained the side the other night, which is a magnificent achievement for him. Young young player coming through the system in Scotland, going out to a, a foreign country, which is not easy, going into a foreign country and, and dealing with high-quality football in, it, in, in Italy. So, you know, there's people there waiting to, to come in. You know, you've got other lads, Kenny McLean, who's been excellent for us. So we've got enough cover in that position um, to deal with the two games. Glaring omission, of course, is Kieran Tierney, and that's yeah. really bad luck, isn't it? He's probably yeah. out for a couple of months at Real Sociedad. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it is, you know, and the chance for him 
now that he's you know playing his training in La Liga and, and, and playing in Spain his adopted country at the moment yeah it would have been right up Kieran Tierney's street and I always think we're a better team with Kieran Tierney um, and you know particularly that kind of left centre back uh, role I think he does it really well I think Andy Robertson's a better player when Kieran Tierney's in the team as well I think they have a wonderful understanding a wonderful relationship and Robertson knows if he does bomb on He's got the perfect guy covering them um, in Tierney, you know. It's like they race, they, they race down the line together, don't yeah. they? Yeah. <laughs> They're a great combination, they really are. Kevin has called 0808 17 17 700. Hi, Kevin. How you doing, boys? You all right? Good, Kevin. Yeah, I think these two are bouncing tonight in good form. Um, so what are you thinking? Scotland? Uh, Scotland, I will. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm with Mark. We were definitely not going to have any to get battered. Uh, that, that's just not happening now. Um, I think we can go there and, and sneak a draw, no problem. I th- things have changed now. Uh, Craig Moore, uh, Craig, listen mate, you're, you're brilliant, you're brilliant buddy, we love listening to you, but I know that you're, what you're saying, Spain is in great forum. Who's in the best forum in the group, Craig? Scotland are, that. So we shouldn't get there scared. We should respect them, they're obviously it's Spain, respect them fully, but we also need to respect ourselves and go there and start believing in ourselves that we can go out there, as Mark says, we can go there to gear him a game, to gear him a fist to it. Might not win, yeah. but certainly go out there and try and get the point in that. Because there's no need for us to get into games thinking, oh, Spain in great form and Spain this, Spain that. No, no. Spain should be sitting there saying, Scotland are in great form. Yeah. Scotland this, Scotland that. You know what I mean? There's, we're no superstars, but the, the pages are turning in our, in our favour. And I'd also give you Mark, I think Ben Doak in the summer, well, push his, uh, push his way to the squad. And I, I've just got a wee other point about Ben Dokata right. when I come right. back in. Okay. Hey, Kevin, hey, I, mate, I, I hear you loud and clear. Like I says, I mean, in, in terms of Scotland, uh, where they're at, uh, in terms of confidence, in terms of their position in the group, uh, I get all that. Um, but at the same time, I still think in terms of the last couple of games, in terms of where Spain, Spain are at also themselves, they're at home. Uh, I, th- I think it's a very tough ask for, for Scotland. I'm not saying that they go there and, and, and expect to, to, to lose a match. Of course, that's, that's not the case. They'll go and they'll be nice and honest and they'll, they'll have that confidence and compete. But I just think Spain are going to be too strong in the evening. Uh, and what, what are you thinking on Ben Doak? With Ben Doak, uh, you know, a couple of points. Obviously, I, I, as you know, I'm a Celtic fan, so I was a wee bit annoyed with him when he left because I'm like... You're five minutes on a Celtic pitch and you've left already. But I've got a Liverpool's my English team, so I wasn't overly upset. But my point is, is that is maybe I'd love to know Mark's opinion on this. How can a player like Ben Doak go down and get so many opportunities at Liverpool in the Premier League, but Celtic and there's not just Celtic. This is the one thing that annoys me about Celtic and Ange Postecoglou and Brendan Rodgers. These two spells is why are your young players not coming through? I'm hearing that Rocco Vata's the next big thing. The Celtic have got some great cracking players in that's and uh, and the B team like Summers etc. You never see them. You never see these guys until they until they're at the building. I mean, so how does how how is Ben Doak managing to go down to Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp, one of the best coaches in the world, is giving him the chances, but the boys can't get the chance in Scotland. Mark. Well, he did. Ange Postecoglou did give him a few games, uh, Ben Doak. But there was, the, you know, the player looked at his, his circumstances, took everything into account, and decided to go to Liverpool. I think Celtic got about six hundred grand um, for him. And what Liverpool have done, if you look at Liverpool's track record with kids, they look after them properly. Paul, we've still got a lot to learn mm. up here yeah, yeah. about how we look after our kids, what we do with them, and sometimes see if you're a special talent like a Ben Doak. Sometimes you've got to have a wee bit of special treatment. Mm. 
And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing you know, wrong with that. If you've got that. a proper talent, sometimes you've just got to elevate them from the from the rest and make them feel that way. So, but, so what you get at Liverpool, you get caressed, you get nurtured, you get loved, you get everything that you would get as a top first team player. That's what you get at Liverpool. Also, he's 18 months older, so naturally he'll be getting better and he's, he's maturing. But you you are treated properly. If you're thought he's to be a talent, and, and I think that's where our clubs need to, to, to learn, is if you've got a special talent, sometimes just giving that bit so of special why, why treatment. Why would that be the case here? It was too little too late. Yeah. Celtic, yeah. Um, it was too little too late. Ben yeah. Dyke, obviously, yes, he did get that that, that involvement at, at, at a stage where I think they were that far down the line with, with, with something else because I hadn't maybe necessarily felt the, the, the love. And, and if they get so much money at Liverpool oh, compared to Celtic? Okay, in, yeah, I mean, in terms you, you of... You would imagine. Yeah, yeah. Of, of course, of but, course, Paul. But, the, but, but Mark touches on it and, and, and it's really, really important, right? Because this is, for me, the connection between academy and first team, right? It should still be as one. Right, so yep. players need to be identified, right? And this is where people need to be accountable within the academy and the and the, the the unders, the coaches. Yep. Who are the best players, right? That you believe are able to to push first team, yep. right? Because they yep. they are the ones that need the extra time, the extra. I'm not saying extra love. Treat everybody the same, but you know what? We want it, we want you to give them more. Because we know and we believe that they can go from academy football to the first team. That that is for me is identified very early, and then all of a sudden you Ben Dokes or or the next one or the yeah. next one, and they feel okay. Well, I'm clearly in the plans of this football club. I'm being given every opportunity. I don't want to leave. And that pathway worked for Kieran Tierney, for example. It must be hard. Though. Did, yeah. we know the story of Kieran yeah. Tierney. It's an accident. Yeah. He was left behind. And he was brought in by the, by the first team, Baroni Dylan, John Collins, to make up the numbers one day at, 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 uh, at first team training. So you know that that was a real stroke of luck, that one. So where do you have to go but, back to? Is it James Forrest who? I said Callum McGregor, Callum McGregor. There's lots yeah, of success sure. stories I, at Celtic. I, you know, they've, I, they've, they've, you know they've, they've, they've brought what I'm saying. Just sometimes mm-hmm. there's a real special talent, yeah. and you need to treat them as a special yeah. talent. Absolutely. Yeah. It can be quite hard when you've got Champions League coming, you know, so early in the season, trying to get the team together. You're yeah. trying to get the midfield going. But yeah, we want to see young players come through at Celtic, mm-hmm. at and Rangers, and, and all It's the in Scottish football. Yeah, and you course. know what? It gets to a stage and it is up to the manager, yeah. right? But Paul, managers need to be brave. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, to, to, to play a younger player, you need to be brave. But I just wish at times that they would think about the player rather than the, the age. Um, and, and as I've always said, young players will make mistakes, but they will not let you down. Kevin, they give you everything. Kevin, what's your scoreline Thursday night in Seville? I'm going to go two each, Paul. I'm going to go two each. Uh, wow. I'm going to go two each. Yep. I'm going to go Scotland. I'm going to go Scotland to get dominated possession-wise. Yep. 75%. I'm going to go... 1-0 Spain, 1 each, 2-1 Spain, Scott McTominay, bang, 2 each. I say you don't even need to watch the game. That's it, 2-2. Right. Two, two. Thanks very oh, much. That's it, that's it. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. A tailored service where each code is created with the best products and a fair price, no upfront costs. Let's go! Tuesday night edition of the Go Radio Football Show with our friends at Global Eco Energy. Thank you for everyone who's made the switch so people have been tech telling us about it. So many calls coming in, messages, making the switch one from five every single night till seven. Mark Guidi, 
standing by tonight, just watching to see if there's uh, any news from Ibrox. Can you have you got it there on on the camera, Mark? Yeah. This week, Paul, it will uh, be this week. Yeah, Thursday or Friday, I think we believe the new Rangers manager will be announced. Like we said, at the moment, Kevin Musket appears to be the favourite. Stephen Davis was given the probably unenviable task of trying to steady the ship. Limassol was a terrible yeah. result. Nobody thought that would come. Steady the ship for sure on Sunday. Afterwards, he spoke. He was asked, actually, has he enjoyed it, being in charge? Uh, good question. Uh, it's, been, it's been intense, certainly. It's been it's been different, but I think, I think in moments I have probably enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, I probably need to sit down and review everything after this year and sort of debrief a little bit because it's just all been one thought process after another in terms of getting us ready for the both games. And what's next for him? I don't know what tomorrow is for me, to be honest, but yeah, I've no, I've no idea. I've no idea. Um, obviously, up until this point, I've been continuing my rehab. Obviously, I've got, got to make a decision in terms of that, whether I'm going to try and play on or not. And Yeah, I really don't know what this next six or nine months look like. Craig, funny old game, isn't it? One minute you're an injured player trying to get fit again. Yeah. It's been a long haul. Next minute, you've got a call from the chairman and you're the manager. Yeah, and, and look, Dave has obviously come in... Um, and help the club out, you know. He's, he, he's um, got a good handle of all the players in there. You know, by all accounts, not done a, a lot of coaching, but he wanted to help the club out. <laughs> it was interesting to hear his thoughts in terms of, have you enjoyed it? Yeah. He probably the last two days had, a, had an ice pack on his head, Mark. <laughs> it's, yeah. a it's a tough job. And you know what? It's a, you know, whether you have experience, whether you don't have experience, it's a tough job because the intensity or, or you know, in terms of the, the pressures that come with it. And I tell you what, what a situation, you know, because you're right, the, the European night was a disaster. Uh, I think a lot of people have said it's probably the worst they've seen in a long, long time. And that put a lot of pressure on him and his team. And he made changes. He was brave and ended up getting a, a big result against St Mirren that at least allows Rangers to, to get to the international break to get through their business. Because it could have been 10 points. Yeah, uh... That was a big result for Rangers on on, on, on on Sunday. You know, it keeps them within touching distance. I think it's a long shot for Rangers to go and win the league. That said, it's in their own hands. There's 90 points to play for and there's three games against Celtic. So technically, the new guy who's coming in, as long as he's in the door before the game against Hibs, it's in his own hands. That's it, we're a big ass to go and beat Celtic three games, particularly two of them at Celtic Park. But you're not coming into a lost cause. You're coming in in this cup semi-final and you're coming into the title in seven points. It's a gap. It's a lovely gap for Celtic to have this early in the season, but it's not insurmountable. And, and if you're going to be the new manager of Rangers or you're a player in that, I've always said this, Paul, when you're a player in that dress room, as long as it's in your hands, if you don't believe you can do it, if you don't believe you can overturn it and get the better of Celtic, you shouldn't be at the club. So, Kevin Muscott was here, or Philip Clement. Yeah, Kevin Muscott. Yeah, indeed, yeah, Muscott. <laughs> so, what would yeah. he say? Do you believe that Rangers can overtake Celtic and win the league? Oh, I've always said, even at this stage, in terms of... It, it, it's seven points. It can swing very, very quickly. We've seen that, not once, we've seen that plenty of times. Mark, you're probably a little bit more, a little bit older maybe, I don't know. Uh, but you know you know what I'm saying? It's like, it, it, it happens. It's about momentum. Yeah. It's, a, it's about... Um, the you know the right person coming in and getting a tune out of the players. Clearly, at the moment, Rangers there, there, there has been a confidence issue, Paul. But I, I think it's down to to actually structure and clear um, information about what players' roles within a game of football are. I really do because it just looked so far this season as if a lot of players have come in 
mid to front third, not really clear about what their roles are. So for me, it's it's clear instruction. Simplify it for players. Let them go. Give them give them confidence. Give them the opportunity to express themselves and perform. Do you think they've got the players capable of taking these instructions <laughs> and getting the better of Celtic? <laughs> players need to do better, Paul. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. Um, any manager that comes in will be looking for for better because uh, you know not just the players that have come in, in, in general, the, the players haven't performed. But I, I keep, seven points is not, uh, for me, at this stage of the season, as early as what we are, it's not title over. Um, I'm not having that at all. Christmas, uh, January might, might be a different story, but you ask me that question today, and if a new manager can come into Rangers and all of a sudden get a, a lift and, and get themselves on a run and potentially go and win the, the League Cup, I'll tell you what, it can change it very, very quickly. Mark, nobody thinks it's over just now, do they? On well, either side. It's not over, um, Paul, but like I say, it, it would be a monumental uh, achievement turnaround for, for Rangers to go and win the title of the season. We're only, what, eight games in. But, you know, why do I say that? Well, Rangers have won two trophies. The, the, the squad, that we can all see, it's not a Rangers squad. That's never, ever a title-winning squad. I mean, I don't know what the hell Michael B always thinking about, but when we look at it now, that's not a title-winning squad, Paul. So there's a lot of work to be done. You're up against an established manager who is absolutely brilliant at his job. You're up against a core of seven or eight Celtic players in there that know what it takes to get the job done. They can handle the pressure. They're mentally strong. So these are all questions that Celtic players and the Celtic manager have answered. It's unanswered at Ibrooks. Unanswered by by too many of them now if this new manager whoever he's going to be Kevin Muscat Philip Clement Derek McInnes um, like we say this time next year that squad uh, will be or certainly should be unrecognisable for what it is um, just now you would imagine it would need a right good gutting but a manager's going to have to have good funds and at least two if not three windows to go and implement that and I think now Paul as well unless it's an absolute disaster as in a Kashinya job or something like that. Yeah. But let's say, for example, the new guy comes in and he's doing what Giovanni Van Bronckhorst was doing, beating Celtic in a cup semi-final, winning the Scottish mm-hmm. Cup, get them the Champions League, get them the Europa League final, create £20 million players. That's all major ticks. So if this new guy's coming in and getting close to that, you've got to give him time. So otherwise... He doesn't get into the Champions League next summer. You're you, you going to bullet him again. You're going to do it all again. So you need yeah. to give a new guy because they've been thorough in the process. This is John Bennett and um, James Bisgrove's appointment. Um, Michael Beale wasn't he? So you put all that into the mix. They need to give a new guy a decent amount of time. And the Rangers supporters need to be patient. They need to, and, and, and I get it's easy for us to say and Rangers fans are putting thousands of pounds in out of their own pocket every year. But there needs to be an element of patience and there needs to be whether they like to admit it or not, there needs to be a clear understanding that they're up against a formidable force across the water that's going to take a hell of an effort, the whole Rangers combined, boardroom supporters and players, to go and overturn that. It's not insurmountable, but it's a hell of a task a new guy's going to have. Craig? I just think, look, leadership is 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 something that's required at this stage. Absolutely. And, and standards, because... <laughs> 
when I hear the, uh, you know, like going in and, um, you know, obviously working hard and, you know, we're going to work hard to put things right and all that sort of stuff, I, I get all that sort of stuff. That's, that's, that for me is something, that's a job. That's a given. That's a given. That's, that, that, that is a bare minimum. If you're not doing that, there's something yeah. wrong. Yeah. I, I just feel that the place is crying out for leadership. Um, and and w with the right person, you'll get that leadership. You'll get a good support staff that will obviously make sure that people are motivated. And again, everyone talks about Ange. He's done an amazing job. What was, what was the first thing that he normally said when he signed a player? And I'll tell you what he said. Motivated. The player is hungry, motivated. He wants to do well, right? That's key. That's key. That's key for a player. That's key for a manager. Wearing a suit and having a tie and all that—that's uh, not enough. You know, want somebody that ha has motivation, that has a hunger, because I tell you what, if that's coming from the very, very top, that flows through. That flows through, and and that is for me really, really important for Rangers. So I want to ask you then because obviously you, you gave us a brilliant insight into Posta Coglu um, and every word you said about him turned out to be true. Mm -hmm. So Muscat, and I'm not, so you know him better than any anybody here, most people in the country. What are, you're talking about leadership, so what are, um, what are Kevin Muscat's leadership qualities that he would bring to Rangers? Do you know what we're going to have to do on that? Tell us after the oh, news. Hang on for that because I want to find out. It worked well in rehearsals. <laughs> news is next and then we're back. 0808 17 17 700 and the key qualities we'll hear after the news. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For the best customer service, call 0800 233 5788. Let's go. Looking to reduce your energy bills? Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers with a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, and air source heat pumps. We offer bespoke solutions. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation. Available until 30th September 2023. Thanks, Rebecca. For the news, she'll be next up at seven. Paul Cooney, Mark Guidi, Craig Moore, just ahead of the news. Mark, posed a good question uh, to you. Come on. What are the key qualities then that uh, Kevin Musket would bring he's, to he's Rangers? Me up. And so, that's a great question. It eh? is, yeah. The leadership. Uh, 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 you're talking about like for, for maybe a night out or... You... <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> you know what he's asking. I know yeah. what he's asking. I know what he's asking. Uh, look, in terms of his... Look, he... <laughs> It's just very clear in terms of what, what he needs and what he wants. He has a confidence that, um, that he doesn't need to do everything, Mark. You know, he, for me, it's about, or for him, it's about having the right people in place, right? Making sure that you've got a, a, a great environment, yep. you know, create a culture. And, and that's a good delegate on that. That is true. Well, yeah, yeah, but he understands, like yeah. says, I mean, in terms of even the way he'd like to work, I mean, coaches go and coach, right? Yeah. His voice needs to be powerful, right? Which means it's not it's not necessarily in in and amongst it all the time and all that. A little bit like the Walter Smith scenario where I tell you what, soon Walter did get involved with that. Whoa! Um, so again, his strength is knowing team is important, and that's on the field and that's off the field, right? In terms of his, you know, his numbers, his coaching style, and what is it? Like that, that's I don't need to go into detail because yeah. people can go and see how he yeah. plays. Um, you know, but he's just yeah. I was very just I was talking about the man behind the stats. You yeah. know, the man behind the record. What, what like? Because 
So he gives a great insight into create culture. Cobra. It's all about creating mm. culture. Teams nowadays are big on these these leadership groups and all these kind of yeah. things, and it's getting quite quite crazy in my opinion. Create a good culture, right? And the standards drive from within that. It's getting close, though. It's down to probably the final two. There could be it's a uh, wild card, but it sounds as though it is, and you could know in the next 24, 48 hours could be... Yeah. Certainly by Thursday. Mm. I think that is the word. What does a Rangers rebuild look like? That's what Jimmy's asking here on yeah. the socials at Go Football Show. Come back to that in a minute or two. Mm. For Celtic fans, it's the break at the moment and they went in uh, the way they wanted to with the 3-1 win against Kilmarnock. Here's uh, Brendan Rodgers speaking afterwards. Well, Performance-wise, it was very, very good. I, I don't think the scoreline actually reflected the, the level of performance. Very good going forward, very creative. Um, scored three and, and could have had a number more so um, yeah very pleased overall and that moment when Kelly got their goal well, it was very important I think in terms of the their goal I don't like to go on about referees I, I normally stay clear of that but um, but certainly in that instance you've got to see I think the referee when you see it on the wider angle he doesn't quite see the Greg I think the, the, the young defender has Greg all the way you know on his twist and, and, and pulls him down but you have a fourth official and you have VAR that should see that. And uh, and then from that moment, obviously, it gets, it's it's played directly up the pitch. They switch it and the young guy finishes in the space where Greg has left. So, um, so yeah, so so from that, then, of course, then it gives them a little bit of motivation. But we, we managed the game then well after that. We we still were going forward, we're still creative. We get the third goal that we deserved. And, and like I say, we that was only criticism is that we... Uh, we should make better decisions in order to, to close the game out. Their keeper made some fantastic saves. and um, But from a performance side and, and over the course of this block of games, the players were very, very good. And coming on the back of the Lazio game where they played so well but got nothing marked, that was a, probably a big win at the weekend. <coughs> Paul, every win's a big win. Um, you're going to be the, 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 the champions. You're trying to hold on to your title. Brendan Rodgers trying to get... Uh, that piece of silverware that, that, that Ange Postacoglu has won the past two years. Again, you want to look bigger picture. The Champions League is the, the, the this uh, league title is the, the biggest financial prize in Scottish football history because you're getting, you're getting straight into the new revamped um, Champions League setup where you're getting eight games. So that, that you know we all know it, but let's not forget this every, every game. Command at home, Dundee away, whatever it may be. St Man away is Rangers case on Sunday. It's absolutely uh, massive. And I just, like I said a couple of weeks ago, I just thought I saw something a wee triggering Brendan Rogers, um as if to be light had come on, the wee switch had come on in Livingston away. And um, I just see them going from, from strength to strength. And, and it was a, a good mentality to bounce back because that was a sore one mm. for them on Wednesday night against Lazio, a real sore one. What did you make of the Hitati goal in 22 minutes? It's special. Yeah, it was a great strike. Um, you know, again, you know, Pull me up from wrong terms and letter the law, but if I'm if I'm commanding, I'm feeling aggrieved. Oh, yeah. um, uh, about is that am I getting mixed up? Is that the first? No, the, that the, the first goal. Yeah, 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 right. The individual yeah. bit of brilliance. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, so the, the, yeah, with that. But I also agree with Brendan Rodgers. The commander goal is a clear foul. Replay. On, uh, on Replay. Greg, on Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jurgen. Yeah. <laughs> on uh, on uh, Greg yeah, Taylor. Sure. So there, you know. So there's a couple instances. Um, in that game if I'm talking a bit far I know you, you did the gar uh, yeah. last night mm -hmm. but it's a clear um, penalty and red card yeah. for, for strain it's at Mirren on Sunday as well but I think with Hitati you know he was out at the start of the season yeah. and people thought the body language is not mm -hmm. quite what it was 
Looks as though he's back. No, no, definitely poor. And I, th- I think just like in terms of, you know, had a few little niggles and, and, and probably didn't feel himself physically. Um, and you can just see now he's getting up to speed. I mean, his, his goal was it was a fantastic individual play. Little cheeky yeah. nutmeg, I think, uh, at the start of it. Drives at the the Killy um, defence and it kind of mm. opens up and he's composed enough to, to pick the corner. It was a great finish. Um, him, him at physically his best is a fantastic player. What are you seeing in Lewis Palmer then? So he's been, I mean, he yeah. had the ball in the net the other night. We know yeah. it was then chopped off. It was yeah. uh, unlucky. But Palmer, has he got something? He's getting goals now? Yeah, no, no, for sure. Look, he's, he's again, he's got that ability to, he doesn't necessarily need to go by people, um, but he's able to create half a yard. Uh, and as we see, I think even with the, the, the goal, um, you know, it's, it's just half a yard that's needed. And seeing that, that those wide type of players, really, really important, man, because some people think, yeah, I've actually got to go by the player. You don't. You just need half a yard where you can start to hit areas. And and Palmer seems as if he's got that uh, up his sleeve, Paul, yeah. Maeda has uh, pulled out of the Japan squad, as we told you last night. So that's, well, let's hope he's back soon. Celtic fans will hope he is. Mm -hmm. But, uh, well, Laurie's on the line, just going on to the lens. Good evening, Laurie, big Celtic fan. How are you? Good evening. Good evening. Uh, Paul, I've got two points to make tonight. Uh, The first one is about my own team, Celtic. Uh, And I must say that... Our uh, play has been revitalised uh, since Rio Hatati has come back into the fold. The guy's a vital spark. Uh, prior to him coming back, the build-up play was laboured, it was slow, it was methodical. Since he's come back, uh, things have livened up. Uh, he has uh, produced a tempo uh, and a pace and acceleration about the team. Everybody uh, has taken heed of this. Uh, and I think that what had happened was, I was reading Brendan Rogers' comments, uh, and he had more or less said that the guy's work rate perhaps uh, needed improving. And he has responded to the constructive criticism that perhaps Brendan has told him, and he's responded favourably. Uh, everything in our garden is coming up roses. That's my first point. Okay, let's take it. We'll take it on that, Laurie. We'll come back to point yeah, two. Would anyone disagree? We, we talked about Hatati a moment ago, um, and he has added that pace. It's quicker now. The build up. Yeah, I mean, what, what he's had to do is he's been carrying a couple of wee niggles, yeah. and what he's had to do is, is come to terms with the different demands of the new manager. And it might have taken him a wee bit longer than um, the normal. He's also been carrying that wee injury, but. Um, yeah, once he's got to grips with what the managers want, and once he's got up to speed, Laurie's right. You just see a different pace mm. about Celtic in the, in the middle of the park, and and Hitati is the is the trigger for that. I mean, he's he's, he's superb. I, mean, I think he, if he's not already, he, he will be Celtic's uh, biggest transfer uh, market asset. Um, and uh, the fact that they've got him in a new deal, and and he appears to be enjoying it. And Brendan Rodgers has got lovely way. With him, you know, Laws was talking yeah. about the way he's dealt with Liam Scales. He's got a lovely way of getting the best out of players. Mm. You know, he's, he's got that way with him. He will put an arm around him. He will sit and have a cup of tea with him at the training ground. Yeah. Different things, and that that all goes into the mix. I think what he does, Hatati, when he's when he's when he's on it, is is see mid to final third. Mm. Um, I mean, McGregor obviously does back to mid, and then and then Hatati picks up. The, the bit from from that middle park to final third he he will actually run beyond uh, the back line as well so he's 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 got a good engine he gets into good areas um, and and when he's driving with the ball obviously again you want to stay nice and compact so it actually drives your team further up the park intensity 
and goes up a level. Um, and he looks as if he enjoys his football, yeah. uh, which again, you see when you're a player and you're enjoying your football. You can see it. You can yeah, sense it. of course. Yeah. Uh, it's fantastic. Here's the manager. Well, I think the players have been outstanding. You know, change of management, new players coming in. And uh, game by game, I, I see development that was heading towards where we want to get to. The creativity, the speed on the ball. So, um, so yeah, I, I think obviously the opening period, apart from the, the St Johnson game we should win, apart from that, then we would have won every game. So um, whilst we're still making improvements and adjustments to the structure, it's a huge testament to the players. Their, their mentality has been, been outstanding. They, they have a real willingness to learn and... Uh, we have to keep learning and improving. And you referenced the, you know, they'd given everything um, against Lazio. I think it shows you the mental strength of the team and that competitive spirit. You could touch the pain from the other night because we played well. We looked like we were going to win it, and maybe lose the game. And it was sore one for everyone: players, management, supporters. Um, but we still recognised that we we played well in the game. Uh, so it was a case of having 24 hours to grieve on the. <laughs> On the uh, on the result, and then just really focus in on this game, knowing that Kamarnik will come with a good energy. Uh, Derek's, you know, a very good manager. He'll organise his team well and make it difficult. Uh, but I think the response of the players was was outstanding. And Laurie, your other point. Well, the point, Paul, is that uh, for many years, when it came to Celtic and Rangers, there was a duopoly. There is now a monopoly, a Celtic home in in their 12th title in the last 13 years. Uh, and I have to add some perspective to that. I remember many, many years ago, Paul, uh, as well Mark, perhaps not so Craig, uh, because he was in Oz at the time. Uh, but uh, I remember uh, the days when Rangers dominated Scottish football, the nine narrow era, uh, down largely to EBTs and financial mismanagement, spending more wow. money than oh, what they could afford to spend. And I remember the Jamboree yeah. signings, your Gascoins, your Loudrups, your Bullies, your uh, Salenkos, leading uh, goal scorer at the World Cup. And it was an era of triumphalism, Ibrox. The strains of simply the best reverberating yeah. around the stadium while we had to live within our means financially. Signing players like Wally Faulkner, Carol Muggleton, Wayne Biggins, etc. Uh, instantly forgettable names. Uh, we persevered. Uh, we kept within our means. And then, of course, uh, Fergus came to a rescue. Mm-hmm. So my point is that the Ranger situation now is entirely and wholly self-inflicted uh, with a profligate spending. We live within our means. We're a club that was run properly. Uh, we're now realising... Uh, the fruits of that, uh, the profits that we have, the money in the bank, etc. Rangers now are living. To any Rangers who want to listen to this programme tonight, uh, as you are now, we were once then. Well, what do we say that? I mean, we could go on about the EBTs, which was not, it was a terrible experience for Rangers. Yeah. The thing went to the court. It went on and on. We know about it. Rangers then had the toughest of times. Yeah. We all remember that in came White and then Green and all the rest of mm. it. And well, Mark, what would you say on well, that I, one? I think, first of all, if we're going yeah. to be accurate, Laurie, pick me up if I'm wrong. I don't think Gascoigne and Loudrop were on EBTs ever before that. Right. Yeah. Unless yeah. I'm mistaken, Laurie. No, I think you're right. So I get that sure. came around about the dick yeah. advocating it anyway. Yeah. But, 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 but that apart, I think the key point you make in terms of the difference, and it was a, like a slow burner, a slow build mm-hmm. for Celtic, was Fergus McCann. Uh, yep. You know, I think when you look back on it now, what, what Fergus put in place, and you, when you look back at Fergus, what he did when he came in, whether it was a board member, 
a manager, a player, he he get away with that. You know, they have to be a Celtic supporter. It's just not it's just the best man for the job. Yeah. Doesn't matter, you know what? It's the best man for the job, and he put people in place that really served the club really well. When Fergus McCann took over, Laurie, what were Celtic getting? About 15,000 at Celtic Park? They built a yep, stadium at 60,000. I'm thinking, sorry, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. How, how are you yeah. going to fill this? You know, but he did. He, he had the mm-hmm. vision for it and different things. Yet he, you know, always remember the, the, the story about Tommy Burns wanting X amount of pounds for a player. And Fergus is not. I've, I've earmarked that 400 grand for a, for a new um, restaurant, for a new sort of fat cat hospitality restaurant that will serve the club for the next mm-hmm. 50 years rather than buying somebody at 400 grand so no you've sorry you kind of get that one. so Tommy you know, yeah. was a victim of things like that which now the other regimes so of course a lot of the stuff with, with Rangers was self-inflicted but that doesn't matter with Celtic they were concentrating on, on their on their, on their own house yeah. and, and look I think even now with the, 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 the Rangers situation um, again they, they, they currently don't sit in the same position financially as Celtic clearly Um and they have to be they have to be smarter uh, in terms of they've, they've spoken about the the player trading model. Now again, that doesn't happen uh, overnight, Laurie, as you're, you're well aware. Um, and you know, again, you look at probably the money that's been spent this season on the on the back of you know Giovanni leaving, and it does at this stage, you go that that's quite wasteful on the return of what's been shown so far. So I think in terms of uh, but the ongoing. Look, Rangers are still going to always be able to to sell players. That's a given. It's just been smart when, how, who, how much. Yeah. Uh, European football is going to be there. It, it is going to be there. Um, so, they, they, look, I, I think there's still going to be an opportunity for Rangers to continue to, to, to close the gap. I do believe that, you know. It's just, again, it's not going to happen overnight. Laurie touches on the you know, the period that when Celtic weren't mm. at their best was actually when I was at Rangers and they were yep. at their best. You know, so I've seen I've seen the swing. I know a lot of it I've seen in Australia, obviously, because I was back there for a number of years. But it's always changing. There there will come a time, you know, where the the, the gap the gap closes and potentially swings again. It's just it's, it's the way it's the way it has it has always been, in my opinion. A worry for Celtic fans, Laurie, can I ask you this? Would it not be come January's at the Asian Cup that uh, Kyogo will probably be away and O as well? Hatati? Yeah, and Hatati, yeah. Potentially. There's an area of the pitch that you could lose some of your best players. Yep. Hello, can you hear me? Yep, you're on. Yeah, uh, just for the purposes of clarity and accuracy, I never said that Rangers was solely and entirely attributed DBTs. Yeah. I also said it was down to financial mismanagement. Yeah, yeah. They were spending okay. money that they could ill afford to spend. Mm-hmm. Properly get spending. Yeah. Uh, so I really don't have a great deal of sympathy. Uh, their problems no, we got, are self-inflicted. We, we got that. We what what about... A model yeah. of financial property. So let me just make that clear so there isn't any confusion or ambiguity about it. Mm. Regarding the Japanese players... No, you made it clear. Players, yeah. You might go to the, uh, the Asian Cup in January. Yeah, that's something we'll have to contend with. But we've, got, uh, we've amassed an amazing squad. There is competition for places in every department across the pitch. Uh, I think, personally, it doesn't matter who Rangers bring in here. No. Uh, I'm asking you about Celtic. I'm asking you about Kyogo being away, O being away. Mark, what would you say? There, there is, there's a gap there. Yeah, the well, it, it leaves him yeah. short of a, of a number yeah. nine and, and yeah. potentially media could fill that role but he, he's more likely going to be away yeah. as well so yeah I think that's something 
looking further down the line that, that Brendan Rodgers and the recruitment staff will want to uh, address I was probably a bit surprised that it, that it wasn't addressed mm-hmm. now it depends on the way they look at it they might have somebody um, lined up or if they're thinking we're going to lose Kyogo for, for two, three, maybe four games depending on how far Japan go would it be that Celtic would just look and just say do you know what can we go and get Lon Shankland from oh, Hearts right. there's somebody that just can come in knows his way to go doesn't need a settling in time there's no language barrier there's no problems with, with family settling in they're finding schools or whatever here's a guy that's under our nose that knows his way around Scottish mm. football I'm just taking that as an example is that something they'd look at and that's with no disrespect to Hearts but Celtic could easily go and afford Lorne Shankland make Hearts an offer they can't refuse or have they got like this this other model where there's somebody you know um, from further afield that we don't know about already Is it going to be a striker their first signing then either loan but or a signing as soon as it hits January the 1st? I, I, I would think so but I think just even even without the, the prospect of Kyogo going to the, the, yeah. the games um, in uh, January I think it's still the number nine as a situation they'd want to look at yeah. and strengthen and, and, and bring in competition because they haven't replaced Jikamakis. Oh, is a work in, pros- in, in nah, process? I, I, look, Celtic, obviously, for as well as what they have done, um, you take Kyogo out for a period of time and you take uh, Hart out for a period of time. Then it'll be interesting to see how they're performing and whether or not they continue to knock out results. Because I think those two positions mm. are where they're light um, in terms of quality coming in to, to support or back that up. Um, and I have no doubt that they would they would be looking at that because uh, again those two players out of the team consistently for a period of four to five weeks I think they would suffer. Laurie, thanks for calling. So well since we've mentioned EBTs on phone in, cheers Laurie. Cheers, cheers Laurie. Oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. Only here in the west of Scotland do we go back on the history. Um, but fans are so passionate and you know that, Craig, in both sides. In fact, all the clubs, but there's something about the rivalry, isn't there? No matter where you are in the world, Paul, yeah. also, mm-hmm. um, I was I was still getting it in the neck uh, <laughs> when I was living in Australia. No, no, Laurie's brand new, yeah. like I said. No, no, no problem at yeah. all. Uh, you're right. Uh, history is there and it, it comes up from time to time, Mark. Yep. Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> sorry to drag it's, you in. Yeah, it? no, but, but it's here. You know, it's 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 here. It's it's documented. It's a, it's a matter of public record. And and when you look at it, as Laurie said, you know, and that's where, as I've said, that the the task is a hell of a task for the new Rangers manager. I've said that for the past few. You're going up against a formidable force, on and off the park, um, financially miles and miles ahead. So therefore, Rangers have got to have to find something special. They need a wee bit of luck. They need to be really creative. All the sort of wee different things that need to um, uh, go into it, but but the evidence is if you look at it, mentality, success, how that breeds itself. Rangers won title and in, in over a decade, Celtic Rangers two trophies and over a yeah. decade, Celtic I don't know what it's what, what twenty trophies including what five trebles. Yeah. Um, so you know the evidence is there to suggest that that Celtic. Sure will remain the dominant team for the foreseeable future. And that was Laurie's point, a monopoly yeah. rather than a duopoly, the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think as well, the next the next manager um, that, that, that comes in, Mark, I mean, a lot of players have come yeah. in. Right? And, and, and and obviously, you know, it's, I think, for the new manager to decide whether they're the right or wrong players. Uh, and, and if there are players that are believed to be the, the wrong type for you know, what is required, just make quick decisions yeah. because you've got a window. You know what? You get it wrong, you get it wrong. Yeah. Deal with it 
and, and be able to move forward. That's that's the best way. It's the only way for me. And you know, whatever manager comes in, if they look to do that, then Rangers have got a chance to continue to progress. Good time to call. Oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundreds. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy for the best customer service. Call oh eight hundred two double three five seven double eight. Let's go. It's the Go Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney with Global Energy and the energy of Mark Guidi. <laughs> oh my goodness. Limited. Past steady. Craig Moore. Present and correct. <laughs> and lots of calls coming in ahead of, well, everything that's coming up. And the next thing up is Scotland against Spain in Seville where the temperatures, Mark, are still pretty high. 26, 27, 28. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. We had some of the pals on holiday last week and oof, Scotch you. You got Scotch. Scotch you. Yeah. I tell you what, yeah, yeah. your Spanish has improved. Ma- How's the German coming on? Definitely qualified. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll be there. We'll be there. Angus Gunn was on media duty today. The keeper who's come in and he has done well, Mark, as a former keeper, yeah. because it was a hard act to follow. You know, David yeah. Marshall and then Craig yeah. Gordon. Mm, I was, was concerned. Yeah. Paul, I wasn't sure about Angus Gunn. I have to be honest. Um, um, but he's been great. You know, he, he's. he's to be fair, the, the, the guys in front of him, he's not had a lot to do. Sure. But when he has been called into action, he's been absolutely tip top. We, we would expect Thursday night will be his busiest game in a Scotland jersey. But uh, yeah, he, he was a real fine because we had a potential crisis in our hands sure. in terms of the goalkeeping position. And Ang- Angus done has stepped up to the mark. Now, who are going with the guys in front of him? We all know there's no Kieran Tierney. Uh, John Carver spoke about it yesterday. The pen- potential of switching to a back four. Yeah, no, I don't think that'll be <clears throat> sorry too much different for uh, for me personally. Um, obviously, you know the way that we build up might change, um, but in terms of sort of you know my game, I don't think it would affect too much. Um, but I think you know the manager will do what he thinks is right for for the team and um, you know setting up the team. So I think whatever, whatever we we do go with that we'll be comfortable and you know we'll we'll back the manager all the way so um i think you know that'll be something that we'll probably work on this week and um you know going into the game hopefully hopefully we'll be um raring to go greg what are you feeling about I'll it i'll tell you what i'm yeah. just thinking there just as yeah. he was talking there and i'm yeah. thinking out a little lewis ferguson mm-hmm. potentially to get into the team if they go to a back four right. is obviously a better chance my opinion yeah all right um what you know the back four? What you got? You got Porteous, um, potentially Henry, um, <clears throat> obviously Hickey and and Robertson. 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 Um, midfield, like I said, I think that then mm. that opens up a position for Lewis Ferguson potentially. Um, and again, I oh, look again four four two four four one one and all that. It can be it can be still quite attackive, mm. uh, and you can get at teams, but at the same time you can be you know. Your two banks are four. Yeah, nice and compact. Uh, nice and compact yeah. defend. Look, the, the, the Spanish want to play. They actually want to play through the middle of you. They don't want to go outside of you necessarily. They like to play little combinations through the middle. So, so does it? Does it open up with Lewis Ferguson being one of the main men, or, or John John McGinn being one of because he's playing more and more wide for mm-hmm. for Aston Villa? So, or, or does does Lewis move up one? Where 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 does he fit in? Because I'm I'm taking it. McGregor and McTominay mm-hmm. are certain centre mids. Yeah. And then your two wide guys. So McGinn can go to your wide, they can go yeah. to number 10. So where yeah. does, can Lewis go wide? Where does Lewis go then? I think I think Lewis, you want to play in central areas, but yeah, you know, he, he he's one that can 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 get it, you know, work both boxes and all that sort of stuff. He's got great energy. Um, so just slightly more to, so have 
McGregor and McTominay is your real protectors and, and, and Lewis will be a bit a more bit li- and, and, li- and, linking with Shea Adams or whoever it may be and, 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 and John, and John McGinn you, you want to give him licence anyway he, yeah. he, he's such a busy player in, an, in a good way you know what yeah. I mean he's, yeah. he's a handful um, and he, he knows where the space is uh, in terms of you know he's at a level he's clever mm-hmm. now he can play that pass he can go and have that strike it's just an, it's just an option because yeah. Lewis Ferguson on the back of what he's doing domestically uh, it, it's it's only a matter of time before he, he gets that start. Mm. And he know? did talk about him yesterday, as we heard earlier today. Although sometimes they can throw us something which doesn't then happen. I'll tell you, he was talking about Scott McTominay, who was on all the back pages, especially in the English papers, after scoring that double and rescuing Man United at the weekend. I mean, it's great seeing him smile again because you know he's had a difficult time, but it just shows you the character in Scott because it would have been easy for him to give up, but he stayed at, stayed with it in Man United. He stuck in there. He worked extremely hard. He got himself five minutes, ten minutes, and he came on at the weekend because he's got such a good attitude. And he goes on there and gets the, 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 the two goals, which gets Man United out of jail. That's the type of professional he is. He's an ultra-professional. He's a player that can play in that big arena at Man United because only special players can play in there. And he proved that he's good enough to play in that environment, which will help us for sure. Since, since since I arrived here, yeah, I've seen the difference in him, his mentality, his physicality, and he's added goals to it. So, you know, he has matured, he has developed, and, and long may that continue. He knows he's not the perfect player, but the thing about Scott is he's got such a good attitude and he wants to learn, he wants to continue to learn, and he loves football. That's a big help. Craig? Yeah, now, just coming in, look, I mean, McTominay probably wouldn't love it, um, but we know he's been used in a back three for, for Scotland yeah. also. Um, and then, you know, you're hearing what um, John's saying about uh, him there. He's got he's, he's got the heart of a lion, hasn't mm-hmm. he? He's, he's one of those ones that he, he absolutely gives it everything. <laughs> he's been brilliant for Scotland. He has played in a three mark, which would free up a, a, one of those yeah. central positions that you touched on. Yeah, I mean, I... I I like McTominay in a back three. You know, I think he's very composed. Um, he's obviously got that great height, that great presence. Um, look, I, I think as well, clearly, it's about Steve Clark and his staff assessing the the threat that Spain posed. So what we need to do is, uh, we, you know, because you're a game, you're going to be in the back foot, you need to set up to combat. You don't set up to go and win the game. You set up to combat their, their strength. So what is the best, <coughs> excuse me, the best way to combat Spain? Is it with a back three because Tierney's not involved but you do slot McTominay um, and there you brought Liam Cooper back into the fold um, or is it with a four and and you keep your real big players in the engine room McTominay's McGinn um, McGregor Ferguson could c- come in there you, you really just pack that area full of your top players that's where we'll, we'll find out come Thursday because we'll be up against the pump as you say Craig for quite a time and there's no question yeah. you know, the goals they're scoring I mean it is Spain in Spain, in Seville. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think anybody's expecting uh, Scotland to, mm. to go there and dominate possession. No. You know, sure. but but it, it's about and, and this is where um, you know Stevie Clark would be very very clever in terms of you know gift and possession, but still uh, being set up so that you can go and impact the game of football. You, you mm. still got to be able to hurt uh, Spain potentially in transition and be able to get good bodies forward into the box. All those kind of things is still based from 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 a good setup. So the, the percentage. Possession, it will be with Spain. That doesn't mean they're going to go and win the game. A month or so ago, of course, we played the friendly with England and I thought Matt, uh, Barry made a good point last night that 
Um, the manager has chosen some really good friendly games like France coming up on coming Tuesday up, yeah. so we're playing you know top seeded teams and uh, Angus Gunn was asked today what do you think he and the, the team took what did we learn from the England experience yeah, no, I think we'll, we'll analyse it this week um, obviously we've just come back in today um, so we'll, we'll look at it this week and um, analyse it and obviously England are a top team um, I think you know there'll be you know, Things that we can definitely learn from from that game that probably relate to the Spain game as well. So um, I think it'll be a good one to look at this week, analyse, and uh, hopefully, hopefully um, improve on things um, for Thursday. That was Angus Gunn, the keeper. The same question was put yesterday to the assistant coach John Carver. Yeah, I think I think that was one of the reasons why Steve actually played more or less the same team um, because we wanted to see how we could cope against the pot one side in England. And we learned so much from it. I'll have to keep that to ourselves with the staff and the players, but we did learn an awful lot from the game. It was a difficult game, a difficult night for us, um, but taught us so much. And we saw Jude Bellingham. Oh. That, <laughs> what can you say? Sensational. Yeah. yeah. He hasn't stopped on ah, every other week scoring yeah. as well. Incredible. Yeah, and what a nice boy as well. What a brilliant kid. Yeah, it was great, yeah, but what a player. Maybe the best in the world at the moment. Perhaps, yeah. Good point Barry made about playing top-notch seeds, not in pointless friendlies, because friendlies often you think, well, why are we doing it? I know that was a testimony. And, that, and, and know, by the way, we, we used to, I mean, you think under several managers in the past 20 years, yeah. let's say, since we, since we stopped qualifying for tournaments, we would play a lot of big games, Paul. Friendly yeah. games against big, and we'd be scared. I mean, I, I, I remember being in Paris, might have been Bertie Volks' first game, I think we were five down after 10 minutes. I remember being... In America in the summer of 2012, uh, Craig Levine's team, Jurgen Klopp's American team, and and, and we lost four or five nil. Yeah. So a lot of times we, we would get battered in these uh, friendlies, but not not so much now. And it's good to see that they're still taking them on rather than you know playing Luxembourg at home and winning. So the will have learned and the players have learned. We do need to get up a notch. You know, we we need to be at our, 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 our very best. But I'd have to say, Paul, from from. What an at both teams. I think England's a better team than Spain. Yeah. I think so at the moment. Sure. Yeah. Craig? Maybe so. That's Mark's opinion. Yeah. Um are yours, what's yours? The very yeah, different. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I put on I, yeah. I don't know. But what well, I what, what, what I'd I rather be playing Spain in, to yeah. get a result than okay. going to Wembley. Yeah. That that's there's my point. Okay, okay, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, no, that's fair. Like I, said, I, I think in terms of the, the quality of friendly matches outside the the, the, the qualifying campaigns is absolutely crucial for ongoing, um, I'm saying development, mentality. It really, really important. I mean, again, Australia, we had to play friendlies all the time, mate. That yeah, was our yeah, gig. Of course, the travel. Uh, and and by the, the, the mental toughness that you get by, by continually playing top, top teams where you're not expected to go and win the game, but... Sure. You learn so much. And, and by the way, we took a few big scalps, let mm -hmm. me tell you. And the confidence, um, the exposure, it's its all part of the process because Scotland's next next step, Paul, is is not qualifying for tournaments. No. Is is We want to progress in progress, the tournament. For sure. That's that's progression. You Are you still dining out on your air miles? You must have got all those. <laughs> you were by always way, flying. Oh, by the way. Yeah, tell us. Oh, Schoolboy era. People love this. Tell us, go on. My plane days, man. You know, oh, I had all oh. sorts of flights going back and uh -huh. forward. Do you yes. think I got any frequent flying points? Oh, you're kidding. Oh, come yeah. on. Come nah, on. I didn't have none. None. Schoolboy. And era. to be fair, oh. as well, it depends what it, it depends what airlines are not. <laughs> oh. Hey, they chop them after a year anyway. Now, yeah. what? What? 
Yeah, All they right. do. I'm still waiting. I've been saving mine up for 20 years. <laughs> oh, a bit more, let's get a bit more insight from the camp itself. And of course, they train now in Glasgow <coughs> rather than going through to Edinburgh. So it's good news. Great facilities there. At Lesser Hamden before they fly out to Spain. Um, here's his thoughts on the game itself. I and mean, the, the I'm Spanish. looking forward to all the games, but this one in particular because we had a great result against them at Hamden. Um, we're going into a difficult stadium in Seville, but a game that we've got to look forward to in an attack. We're, you know, we're going there, we want a positive result, and I, th I think it's important we do that. We're in a good place, we're not getting ahead of ourselves, you know, we haven't achieved anything yet, but we're on a good run in competitive football, so we need to try and make sure that we continue that. Let's hope we do. Big news today, of course, the UK and Ireland has been confirmed as the Euro 2028 hosts, but qualification hasn't yet been guaranteed for us. Now, that would have been trepidation for us, Mark, a few years ago. We're far from overly confident, but we're going to have to qualify, probably. They haven't given all the details yet. What do you think about the tournament coming to these shores and Hamden will be one of the venues? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> sort of uh, today, Paul, the yeah. different venues. Um, St James's Park, mm -hmm. uh, Cardiff, um, Dublin, Bel Belfast, mm -hmm. um, Everton's new stadium yeah. rather than Anfield. I saw um, that. Yeah, yeah Spurs' stadium mm -hmm. um, as well. So, yeah, there's it's really exciting, Paul. Any major tournament is exciting. It's even more exciting when you're there, uh, you know, being part of it and if Scotland's um, a part of it. So, yeah, it's getting to that stage where all the... Um, is it going to be Italy in 2032, I think they were saying, and then Saudi Arabia for the, the World Cup in uh, 2034 uh, appears to be a done deal um, as well. So, yeah, it's all it's all taking shape. I don't think Steve Clark will be the manager in 2028, so we'll, we'll probably have a new uh, manager, but you can, mm. you can still see six or seven of the current squad being, being at the heart of that, that squad in, in six, uh, five years' time. Yeah, it's not, that, it's not that far away. You think five yeah, years, you blink yeah. button, we'll be there. Um, but again, another fantastic opportunity to have top-notch football. Yeah. Very, very close. Um, and I put on a great show in the stadiums you mentioned there as well. Some top, some top facilities to, to go and play at. Let's hope this is the week when we confirm that we're definitely through to... Euro 2024. Because you love lovely. Germany. Um, I've been there for games, but I've not yeah. been there for a tournament. I loved it. The, the, the yeah. wonderful uh, month there in, in 2006. And, and Walter Smith was a Scotland mm -hmm. manager at that time. Had great, great um, times, great memories with, with Walter. It was very, very good to us um, out there. And some of the games um, I saw, you know, that was, that was a game um, when uh, Portugal knocked out um, England. I think it was in Gelsenkirchen. <laughs> Uh, quarterfinals perhaps and uh, that was the time when Ronaldo winked and he got um, he got Rooney sent off was it right was it Rooney at Stamford yes, yes uh, was that, that right was. And it was a wee wink and they were teammates right. at the time yep, I think they were um, yep. Sven Goran Eriksson was, was, was the manager of England mm. so yeah I remember also it's a, it's a great country and, and Craig was there actually playing mm. in it uh, with Australia but I think the, the, the Tartan Army Paul and the Scotland players Steve Clark and, and the squad will Oh, love it. I don't know whether they're going to base themselves uh, yet, but, but you can't go wrong over there. And the infrastructure for getting around the country is absolutely brilliant. As we, yeah. I, I, had, I had a different experience, obviously, because what? I was stuck in a hotel or whatever preparing for games and uh, you were enjoying yourselves. Yeah. But I tell you what, you, yeah. you know, buses on the way to, to games and all that sort of stuff, Paul. The place was absolutely jumping. The weather was great. Yeah. Um, you oh, know, yes. uh, it was just good to see so many football fans out mm. there. Good people, um, aren't they? They're well. They, ah, they're, they're really enjoying respectful. it. You know, facilities, great <laughs> yeah. facilities, transportation, everything was was, was top notch. Uh, and I remember coming away from that tournament, going, you know, expectations of a World Cup. I had no idea because I'd never been to a World Cup, but 
exceeded what I could have ever uh, imagined. It was really, really first class. Final word as we go into the break about Scotland just now. So Angus Gunn was asked, so how's it going the last couple of days? The players got together yesterday. Yeah, no, I think that's that's definitely a big part of it. Um, you know, he's you know created a squad um, that's pretty settled. Um, obviously, I came in and you know they they welcomed me. Um, so. I think from our point of view as a team, um, you know, we're all we're all together, we're all behind the manager, and um, yeah, I think obviously you can see with the performances and the results that we've that we're producing that um, you know we're we're going forward in, in the right way. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy, a tailored service where each quote is created with the best products and a fair price, no upfront costs. Let's go. So it's the international break this week and next week as well before we get back to the action the following weekend. And it starts Rangers play Hibs, Celtic are playing Hearts at Tynecastle. And then, of course, it's the European Games coming up. Rangers got off to a good start, then a stutter in Limassol for Celtic. No points yet, but they've got Atletico. It's only Atletico Madrid, home and away. We've got a couple of weeks to talk about it, but it's uh, Champions League in town. It wasn't the result Celtic were hoping for, and that was cruel. I haven't seen either of you since then. Mm. It was, it didn't look as though Celtic, I mean, a draw, they were still, were they naive right at the end, do you feel? Uh, or is that? Uh, yeah. I mean, no, they were punished by a mistake, which yeah. at, at European level can happen. Yep. I mean, Luis Enrique, after the game against Newcastle, when they, they get a, a doing, mm. Says, you know, at this level, you make mistakes, you're punished. That's what happened to Celtic. One you know, mistake, they, wasn't it? One mistake yep. at the end of the Boom. match. They performed ever so well. Yep. Um, bad way to finish the match. And and tough now for Celtic because um, they're the games you need to be winning. Yeah. And Celtic's next three games are the toughest three games of the section on paper. So it's very hard to see where Celtic get a point from in their next three games and then by that point uh, I think the last game's at home final unless I'm mistaken mm-hmm. um, it might be too late for them even if they win that night you know so I, I think they need to pick up a point from somewhere whether that's Atletico at home Lazio away whatever it may be so I think Celtic need to go and nick a point Esther's been on the socials at Go Football Show saying first time I've sent a point in what do you both think about the league table at the moment um, she's a St Mirren fan and I'll start with you, Mark. So that was the first defeat. Yeah. Yeah, they've, they've been good. top, only just, you know, just behind Rangers. So yeah. we've had, what, eight games, Celtic mm. on 22, Rangers and St Mirren on 15, Rangers the better goal difference. What do you think, your old club? And are you worried, having lost at the weekend, that the momentum might go? No, I think I think they'll be fine. You know, I think St Mirren are in there for the for the long haul, albeit, you know, when, you, when you're carrying a tight squad, you need to carry a wee bit of luck with... Um, with injury and, and suspension, um, had it not had St Mirren not gone down to ten men at that point, I thought mm. they were very much in the game. I didn't think they were. I think Stephen Robinson would have wanted to have penetrated Rangers a bit more, been a bit more um, in the final third. But certainly defensively, they they, they were coping, um, and I think they'd have made a right game of it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if St Mirren had a nicked a point, Paul, had it been eleven v eleven. But it wasn't. Rangers eventually won the game comfortably, and I have to mention that the. the Tavernier's goal you know mm-hmm. I mean what a strike absolutely the pen- phenomenal the, pen- the penalty <laughs> <laughs> well yeah put that the pressure, away the, the yeah. pressure of that but the the accuracy of um, of uh, his goal and, and, and stop his time That's to right. make it 3-0 but for St Mirren Paul I think mm-hmm. they'll be absolutely fine uh, I don't think they're guaranteed top 6 but I'd certainly have him at the moment 60-40 to, to, to be in the top 6 107 goal Tavernier but yeah top 6 yeah. what about Hearts so you know 
Great expectations start the season, then they went off the boil, but they've crept up the table and they're now in fourth position on 11, 11 points, points after eight, although it felt like a defeat for Hearts at the weekend yeah. and for Hibs, Nick Montgomery, undefeated. So, But what about Hearts? Do you think that's them back on the charge? Look, I think I, I don't necessarily think or know whether they're back on the charge. I think they're going to be top four um, this season. Um, and, and they just need to try and knock out a little bit more Consistency. I mean, you know, two nil up in a derby to, to throw away two goals uh, in in eighty odd seconds, however many it was. Eighty three. Uh, Eighty three. Yeah, yeah. yeah Thank. Uh, like you know, hugely hugely disappointing. Um, again, probably in the early stages of the season, may have struggled a little bit in coming to terms with the schedule, European football, mm. domestic. So that's always a challenge. Yeah. It's just being consistent for Hearts now. They've got good players. I think they've got probably the, one of the best strikers going around outside of the top. We, we, you know, Shanklin. Shanklin, yeah. yeah. And he's been quieter, as yeah, we know. Yeah, he's been quieter, but okay. uh, they, they've got good attacking options. Top four for me, Paul. What about Motherwell then? So, what a start to the season. But we know, playing Rangers, playing Celtic, if it was at four games then in the bounce, no wins at that point. Mark, what's your take on it, your considered opinion? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, that Motherwell will be fine in terms of they won't, they won't be bottom two, Paul. Um, I no. think they'll be absolutely fine. Top uh, six. Just to, yeah, again, I, I would I would have St Myrne slightly ahead of them, yeah. but I think Stuart Kettlewell's been, been terrific. I was speaking to Stephen Reside, of course, who's a big Motherwell fan who calls the show regularly, and, and that was on Friday, and he was still still uh, crushed but proud of, of, of his team in terms of the, the game against Celtic the previous weekend fighting back to get the, the level but then losing the goal with um, the 95th, 96th minute whatever it was um, but uh, yeah I think Motherwell will, will, will be fine I still think they and I suppose all managers will have this complaint Paul but I don't think they've replaced Kevin Van Veen and I know that would be a tough ask anyway but I think in, in January that's one thing that uh, Stuart Ketty will probably want to look at the number 9 position and Lennon Miller, who's done so well, yeah. sent off just on half time. That was a crushing blow because obviously Stephen and other Motherwell fans would be unhappy to lose two 0 at Livy. Yeah, the pitch. It, it, know, it always, yeah. always give. Yeah. I, I know it's not an excuse, Bob. But I'm saying it. I think I, I fancied I tipped Livingston in that game. You know, they're they're very hard to beat on their their own patch. Uh, absolutely no doubt about that. Lennon Miller was was yeah. I'm saying unlucky. You know, in terms of trying to check himself. Um, very, very unlucky. Um, Livingston get the the right result, but Livingston again, you know they they just fly under the radar a little bit. But you look yeah. at Bruce Anderson. Uh, you look yeah. at Bruce Anderson, and I've always said like Fox in the box. He's, he's you know yeah. he, he works the channels well. Anything Lively. comes along, boom, yeah. he's he's got a finish on him. Uh, he works ever so hard. Nublay a, a big threat as well, mm -hmm. Paul. So Livingston uh, a huge value. For, for the way that Davy Martindale has to work. And Paul, you mentioned Lennon Miller. Every big club in the UK yeah. on the radar. Really? Every genuinely every big at the matches club, watching. Yeah, he'll he'll yeah. be I don't if Oz agrees, but he he could be like a you know a, a million okay. you know multi million pound asset for for Motherwell. Absolutely. That'd be, yeah, that'd be good news for Motherwell, but they'd love to get a couple of seasons out of the... Well, he's 17 now, he's getting on, isn't he? <laughs> he's phenomenal, I know. Yeah. What about Kelly? Jamie's been on, Kilmark, he's always on. So what's going to happen with Kelly? And, you know, they talk about yeah, the manager. They've, they've and, stopped winning yeah. games, yeah. but they're not losing. You know, yeah. you know the draws at Hibs, the draws sure. against Dundee. Um, obviously, they lost, they lost on Saturday there yeah. at Celtic, which, you know, probably to be expected. Yeah. But um, no, I, I think they'll be fine. 
um, as well. I think the big the big one for Derek and the Kilmarnock fans would have been, I think they'd love to have been in the semi-final. You know, to lose that last-minute goal, injury time goal to Hearts was a real um, sickener for them. But but they can bounce back and, and you're talking about young assets. You know, they're all raving about David, David Watson. Watson. Yeah, yeah. We want to, I mean, he's he's years ahead of, of himself as well in terms of maturity and uh, and uh, game intelligence. Yeah, and he got his goal as well. So elementary for him to get that one. So Kelly, hey, Dundee, you got that one, Dundee and <laughs> seven. So at the bottom, St. Johnson on four, a draw with Aberdeen, an hour and a half you'll never get back. Uh, Ross County, seven points, Dundee on seven, Kelly on seven, Aberdeen on nine. Hibs on nine, Livy on ten, and we'd read the other ones out as well. So she just wanted to know, and it was Eva was on as well, asking what your midterm report was. And I guess for the championship, Dundee United, top of the table, 18 points after eight. Wraith Rovers, one behind. And then Partick Thistle on 14. A lot of draws around at the weekend. A broth on 12. Airdrie on 12. That was a surprise loss for them, wasn't it? Yeah, Airdrie United, yeah. yeah, yeah. Beaten, uh, Queen's them. Park on 10. Well, Dunfermline on 11. Uh, the Queen's Park on 10 and then Ayr on 9 Inverness and Morton on 5 points I know Leslie Ann not happy it's a tough division that it is isn't it championship's a yeah. tough tough league yep. great start for Big Dunk though yeah sure is yeah 6-1 in a draw yeah good start for him um, Stephen Davis so <laughs> will he be in charge again probably not so we expect the change to come in the next 24, 48 hours. There could be people flying into Glasgow. Um, but obviously for Kevin Muscat, the interview would be on Zoom because he's got a huge game tomorrow night then. So... He won't be on any planes. For sure. Yeah. Not, not, <laughs> nah, Lightly, he's got a big game. Um, obviously, two-legged semi-final against Urwa. Urwa, okay. Red so, Diamonds. Oh, yeah, yeah. Japanese yeah. semi-final. Yeah. So, and Philippe Clement possibly could come up for... Uh, to get a feel of the place. Yeah, you wouldn't be surprised if, you know, potential candidates, if if what we believe to be true is it, it's come down to, to, to Muscat and um, and Clermont, both of them don't live in this country, like Kevin Muscat, obviously the experience of living here when they played for Rangers, but imagine if you're Clermont, apart from Rangers want to interview them, you could have want to interview Rangers and interview the city, where am I going to work, where am I going to live, I don't know if he's got a young family, he might want to look at things like that, so he'd be want to do his due diligence on Rangers and the surrounding area as well. What a great place to live. I mean, it's one of the things that the Brendan Rodgers said. He loves being back, not just at Celtic, yeah. but Glasgow and the area as well. And yeah. you came here, you came, you saw, you conquered. Ah, I don't know about that, but I'm still here. Uh, nah, Arrived in short trousers, didn't he? Uh, pair of thongs <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it is a, sp a special part of the world as we finish the programme your chance very much yeah. so Paul I've always the, the Scottish people fantastic people um, and I've always you know my background is football so yeah. we know what that kind of looks like but uh, I think when you just come come in here and visit in the place and, and, and you have no idea about football the Scottish people are the best in the world uh, and they'll they'll take you under their wing and they'll show you a great time uh, and when the weather's nice, mm. oh, how good is that? No place like it. So Scotland, just before you go, predictions then, because we won't see you until uh, after. It, I know, it's going to be oh, tough. It's it, not going to be a Kevin win. Kevin earlier on, and I was yeah. getting, it wasn't giving me a hard time and I understood no, his point, but I'm going for Spain to win this one 3-1. Mark? Uh, well, I'm going to phrase it like this, Paul. Yeah. I think Scotland will qualify this yeah. week for, for, oh. the, for the Euros. I had a feeling you were going to finish yeah. on that diplomatic note. Thanks so much. Thanks to everyone who called in. We're here tomorrow night. We'll be here at five. 
The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For the best customer service, call 0800 233 5788. Let's go! Looking to reduce your energy bills? Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers with a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, and air source heat pumps. We offer bespoke solutions. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation. Available until 30th September 2023. 